Hey, what's up, everybody? This is JC, pastor of Olive Church. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Please don't forget to share our audios. God bless you. Galatians 5, 16, 26. It's very clear, right? We need to let the Holy Spirit do what? Guide our lives. Amen? If, if we are not having a true relationship with God, a relationship with God that is being built little by little, growing in your life, and your family hasn't been seeing changes in you, then you're not really growing. But if your family has been seeing changes and people have been asking you about how, why is your life like this? How come you're living uh, like it looks like you're always happy and very joyful all the time? If this is happening, it's because you have been bearing the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? And today's fruit we're going to be talking about is the fruit of? Of goodness. You like that picture? I love that picture. It's pretty cool, huh? And, you know, the fruit, the fruit of goodness, it's a fruit that it goes hand-to-hand with the last one we spoke about. Do you guys remember which one it was? Kindness, right? It goes hand-to-hand. Kindness and goodness is kind of very similar, but it's not really the same fruit. So bearing fruit means that you are a Christian representing a transformed, saved life. Amen? Because you have been saved by God before the creation of this world, and found by Christ. So you are now filled with him, and in him you become Christ-like. Amen? So this means that that before God created the world, he had already created you. He had already made you good, right? So all we have to do is build this relationship with God and start uh, practicing the fruits of the Spirit, right? Because guess what? We need to persevere these things. Now, a fruit means that it needs to grow out of your heart in order for it to be a fruit, right? It's very hard to grab the fruit and put it on the tree, right? Right? You can't do that. You can only do that to Christmas trees, right? (laughs) But you can do it to your life. This fruit needs to grow out of you. That's why it's called a fruit of the Spirit, because it belongs to who? To God, to the Holy Spirit. So as we get to know on a personal level God, we begin to to grow this fruit because it comes from Him. And as if it comes from Him, as it grows out of us, it becomes to, um, uh, we we begin to project the fruit. We begin to show the fruit to people. Amen? And once this happens, then we can say we are Christians. We are solid Christians. As a Christian, you represent a life willing to be led for Him rather than yourself, other, other, excuse me, or earthly possessions. Bearing fruit is trusting in His plan and fiercely, fearlessly following it each and every day. Did you hear that? So when you, when you grow fruit, you trust in God's plan. Amen? And when you trust in God's plan, you, when you start bearing that fruit, it means that your life is going to start getting better. You agree? This is why I say when I meet people, when I meet with people and families, I say, if your marriage is good, Get ready because it's going to be better. If your life is good, get ready because it's going to be 
better. And I know what I'm talking about because the Holy Spirit will begin to work in your life. And as you work in your life, as it works in your life, you're going to begin to express the fruits of the Spirit. And people are going to start noticing. Amen? Guess who the first people that should start noticing are? Your family. Your family. Your immediate family. The people you live with. Those are the people that are going to experience the fruit of the, the, of the Spirit. You agree? And you know what? It's hard because sometimes we make mistakes, right? And then our family are the first ones to come and say, I thought you were Christian. Right? Aren't you Christian to be behaving and acting like that? Why are you yelling at me? Don't you go to church? Right? Have you heard of that before? No, not in this church. It doesn't happen here, right? Following God's will without reasoning and by obedience is one of the most challenging things you can do. So as we follow God's will without reasoning is one of the most challenging things we can do. Because once we start doing God's will, God will begin to ask things out of you that you will never imagine. Right? Suddenly you have the husband or the wife yelling in your face, and you really want to yell back, right? And God is going to tell you, what are you going to do now? Are you going to yell back? Are you going to talk back? Are you going to act like them? And what are you going to do? You really want to defend yourself, right? Because you start thinking, well, it's not fair. God is not fair. I need to defend myself. I have dignity, right? And we start thinking these things. But God will begin to ask for that fruit to come out and show it. What is the fruit that doesn't allow you to yell back? Self-control. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. You know what? You can hold it back all you want, right? But sooner than later, if it comes out of you, you're going to blow up. You agree? But if it comes from the fruit of the Spirit, you will hold back. And you will say, God, God bless you. You know? Glory to you. And the husband and the wife are right here. Whining, yelling, right? Upset at you because you spent $300 at Sephora, right? Right? And for like three bottles of, I don't know what. That's so crazy, you know? $40 for a bottle like this big. I took my daughter Denise the other day. I don't know. I can't remember where I took her. But for like $40 for something this small, you know? I can't just imagine the machine just squirting one time. That's it. You know, $40 for that. All right. Well, they make their money. <laughs> well, I'm not throwing shade at the ladies, but, I mean, you guys look beautiful. That's true, right? You guys work hard for that, right? But I'll tell you what. But when that happens, the fruit of the Spirit should show up in our lives. Amen? It's a fruit. When it comes from God, it's natural. All you do is stay quiet. Right? And then... Your husband, your wife, later on, they start thinking about, hey, well, she didn't, he didn't react to me. What's happening? You know, this OC thing is really working, right? This olive church thing is really working. And then, you know, like that, you start setting an example for these people. Amen? Trust me, when, I, when I'm upset, my wife, and I'm, I'm the one that yells. I'm the one that has, is allowed out at the house. And every time that happens, my wife, all she has to say is, self-control, honey. 
That is one of the hardest things I know because I've been through it, right? To deal with, very, very hard. So God in his word declares that he loves us regardless of our past, present, or future. But he does the demand for us to do things his way for that exact reason, simply because he loves us. So in other words, God doesn't, he doesn't judge you, okay, for your behaviors. I'll say it again, and I know it's contradicting, right? But because we are in the time of forgiveness, in the time of Christ, right? When he died for us in the cross and he redeemed us from our sins, your behavior doesn't affect God. You hear me? Your past doesn't matter, your present doesn't matter, and your future sins don't matter to him. They don't matter because we are in the time of forgiveness. Amen to that, right? You agree? But guess what? But, 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 it's not that easy. Okay? He demands for us to do things his way. Amen? He demands for us, for, from us, to do things his way. He wants us to do things his way because he loves us. And some of us may consider things his way a little bit of uh, boring, but in reality it's not. Now, real quick, in Luke 6, 43, 45, a good tree can't produce what? Bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce what? Good fruit. 44, it says, a tree is identified by what? By its fruit, and it's in green. A tree is identified by his fruit. Right? So if it's a good tree, good. if it's a good tree... You need to go back to school, man. If it's a good tree, you're going to have good what? Good fruit. If, you, if it's a bad tree, you're going to have what? Bad fruit, right? So does this define how God wants us to be? Yes, it does, right? It does. But it's talking to who? Is he talking to everyone? No. Who is he talking to? His children. Wait a minute, Pastor. I thought like we were all his children, right? We have talked about it many, many times. You agree? Not everybody is God's children, right? Everybody is his creation. He, he, he loves his creation, right? So there's people there that are part of who? God's creation. Amen? And then there is his children, and then there is the remnant. Amen? So he's not talking to everyone. He's talking to only to his children. Okay? And we'll, we'll, I'll prove it to you right now. And then it says, figs are never gathered from what? Thorn bushes. And grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. 45, it says this. A good person, what? Produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Amen? It's talking to God's children. So how we express ourselves, what we say, comes out of where? Out of our hearts. It comes out of our hearts. So if we are in school or we're at work and we start cussing a storm, where is it coming from? So what's in our heart? What's in our heart? We need to have a change of heart. We need to be a transformed generation. 
Amen? We need to be a transformed generation in Christ. He is talking to his children. He is talking to his children. So whatever comes out of our heart needs to be what? A blessing for other people. You know, many years ago, I stopped talking just for talking. Everything I said, everything I've told, everybody here, I back it up. Why? Because I stopped talking just for talking. And that needs to stop with us too. Because what we need to bear is what? What kind of fruit? Good fruit. We need to bear good fruit. Fruit from where? From the Spirit. For that, we need to build that relationship with God. I keep saying this, okay? So there is goodness our way, and there is goodness His way. Let's not confuse our reasoning with God's will. I'll say it again. Let's not confuse our reasoning with God's will. Because our reasoning sometimes will say, well, that's good, so I'm going to go do it. Right? You know who has that problem? El Chapo and everybody else that follows him. Oh, they help so many people. You know, they, they help thousands of people. They help towns. And these people, the drug dealers, they, they do all these things. And they, they help so many people. Right? So they're good. Is that a good fruit? Well, they're doing something good. Is that good fruit? Does it make sense? Right? So it's not good fruit. Why? Because they don't have a relationship with God. Because some of these people, they try to do something good, but it doesn't mean it's good. How many TV shows we see out there with, with TV show hosts that do so many good things? And we say, oh, she's good. She's a good person. He's a good person, right? He helps so many people, right? Uh, like that, what's a corte show called? Caso Cerrado, have you seen that before? Well, oh my goodness. Well, I'm just joking with that. But, you know, so there's people that, that quote unquote, put it like that's something good. So if it's good, then it's good fruit. So it must be a good, what? Tree. But it's a lie. That's what the enemy wants you to know. This is why the mentality of, well, you don't need to go to church to be, what? A good person. Amen? So when 90 million people say it's true, it doesn't mean it is. We need to find a foundation, a guide, which is the word of God. Amen? To find out the truth about being good. Does it make sense? Right? Um, so when people try to do good, they don't have a relationship with God, God doesn't recognize those works. We can say it's for God in the name of God, but he doesn't recognize those fruits. Why? Because we don't have a relationship with him. In reality, our heart is evil. Unless, excuse me, unless we build a relationship with him, a true relationship with him, with the fruit is born naturally out of us, and we do good things naturally in the name of Jesus. Amen? Did you hear me? It takes a while for us to build a relationship, right? You can't just go and build a relationship with someone. You have to work it little by little, right? How do you build a relationship with someone? Communication. Who said that? Raise your hand. 
Awesome. Communication, right? You have to communicate with them. How do you communicate with God? Prayer. How do you communicate with God? The Word of God. Studying the Word. Learning the Word, right? What else? How else we, we communicate with God? Congregating, coming to church, right? And we start building that relationship little by little, and we start working it until we understand, right? That God is talking directly to us. Amen? He's talking directly to us. So, we have our way of doing things, and God has his way for us to do his will when it comes to his affairs. The Bible is clear and explicit on how we should carry his fruit. It is not easy to say, I'm good because, and because of that, I'm good with God. We can, we can do good with our own understanding, but it's not enough when it comes to God and his expectations. Now, tell someone next to you around there and tell them this. Ask them this. Have you met God's expectations? Right? So it's important to know what does he want from us. When you build a relationship with someone, right, you become friends, you start communicating, talking, learning from each other, spending time with each other, and that's how you build a relationship. Am I right? It is true. And as it goes on, we begin to trust that person more and more and more. You agree? Now look at what Isaiah 64, 6 says. These are hard words. And it says, we are all infected and impure with what? Sin. Sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but what? Filthy rags. And he's talking to his children. You hear me? So when we try to do the good things to gather nothing but what? Filthy rags. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that, right? But what does it mean then? It means that he is so holy. And he gives us so much that anything we do is nothing compared to what he gives his children. Amen? You cannot compare what he gives us to what we give him. Amen? You cannot compare it. And it says like autumn leaves... We wither and fall, and our sins sweep, sweep us away like the wind. Okay? So God has mercy for us. And whatever we can give him is not enough. We have to do things his way. Amen? Once we begin to build this relationship with God, we become more like Christ. And as we become more like Christ, we start doing things of Christ. And yes, staying quiet, arguing with your husband and wife means you are Christ-like. It means that, you're, that you are understanding the fruits that come from the Spirit. It means that we are building a true relationship with Him. Amen? Now, do we need to work on ourselves? Absolutely. What is the one thing we need to work on? What's it called? Attitude. Right? Our attitude. We need to work on our attitude. 
Once we start crucifying our attitude into the cross, then God will begin to manifest in our lives and we will start showing the fruits of the Spirit. Only like that. But if you don't know what the fruits of the Spirit are, if you don't know what God wants and what He demands, then it's really hard to do it on your own. Because we cannot lean on on our own understanding. That's what the Word of God says. Right? So what we know is not enough. We need to learn more from Him. Amen? More and more. So there is no sacrifice. There's no good deed. There's no good work out there that we do that is considered pure and good before God's eyes. It doesn't matter what we do, how good we behave or how much we have helped people or how many people we have helped, okay? The words of goodness our way, it's egocentric. This is something we look for when we do good. This is something we, look, we do so, so we can look good, so we can be good, so we can feel good, okay? God's way of goodness is selfless. Now look at the person next to you and tell them this. Your way of goodness is not good enough. God's way of goodness is selfless. And ask them, are you ready to be selfless? Hijuela, right? That's like humiliating yourself. Do you agree? It's like humbling down. Uh, J-Lo, raise your hand over there. She knew I was going to call her. Look at her. 100% feminist. Right, hija? Right? 100% feminist. Super powerful. You know, if she had a, a super hero name, her name would be Jenny Rivera. You know? <laughs> it's her. You will say, is it, is it really? Right? Because the mentality she used to have was, I'm a woman, I can do it, you know, overcoming, overpowering, and I can handle this, man, you know, right here, and I can handle it myself. Am I right? Yeah. Three jobs, you know, six-digit six numbers on the bank, right? And doing really good. But when she encountered God... She hit a wall. Remember? And it cost her tears. But with tears, she went and grabbed herself and started crucifying herself. And it was one of the hardest things she ever had to do. Am I right? But due to that, she found peace. She found joy. She found happiness. She found everything. Amen? And guess what? She got to keep everything else. Amen? But what needed to be transformed, it was her attitude. She had a mentality that it was from the world. That sooner than later, that would have made her miserable. During the time that she was working herself, she was fine on herself. Right? But she allowed God to work with her. And little by little, she still got to be successful J-Lo. Amen? But guess what? With God and showing the fruit of the Spirit, she began to change and being transformed. And now she's one of the pillars of the church. Amen? Due to that. And you should have seen her arguing with me. But, but, Pastor, no. But, 
pastor, this and that, and then crying at the same time. You have you heard her cry? Yes. My goodness. Beautiful cry. Movie, movie type. <laughs> right? But guess what? She was transformed. And God helped her through her difficult times. Broken family. Dysfunctional. Right, Iha? For a certain, she was following the same pattern as her parents. In a different way, with style. Like Jetty, right? But guess what? God was able to found her and say, you belong to me. And then when she started transforming, then things started changing for her life. Amen? So please talk to her when you have a chance. So God's way of goodness is selfless. So our way, we see self-interest, direct and indirect. How do we see self-interest directly? Directly to get something in return when we try to do good with our own strength. Some of us like doing favors because we consider that we have someone to depend on in case we need something. It's like an investment that we can use later on, right? So some of us do good because we say, oh, we're going to help this person because whenever I need a favor, they're going to help me, right? And we call it an investment. It's kind of, we do it kind of like indirectly sometimes. We like, we don't know that's happening, but we do it, right? And then what happens when we, we need someone or we need something from that person? And we go, and you know what? Remember that I helped you last time? Why well, need your help today? And what happens when they say no? How do we feel? Right? We feel broken. We get hurt. Immediately we jump, we jump and remind them of how we help them and how we feel rejected and betrayed and let down. Because that happens to us. When we help someone uh, for our own self thing, uh, our own uh, uh, interest, okay? And when that person can't help us, then we get upset, we get angry, we feel rejected. We feel betrayed, backstabbed. We say, oh, if I help them, ah, bueno. All right, I'll remember that. Right? And we feel let down and sad and angry. And we hold a grudge because I helped them. But they didn't help me when they, I helped them when they needed me. I helped them. And look at them now. Look at how they pay us. Right? And we get angry at that. Now look at the person next to you and tell them this. It's your fault. To feel that way. Because you should give without expecting anything in return. Right? That's when people come and they say, Pastor, this and that, this and that. And I say, these are consequences you're going through. Consequences. That's it. And you're going through them because you put yourself in that situation. Amen? And it's sad to say, but it's the truth. Now look at the person next to you and tell them this. The fruit of goodness needs to come from his heart to ours to do his will. I'll say it again. I'll say it. You don't have to repeat it. It says, the fruit of goodness needs to come from his heart to ours to do his will. It's a fruit. It needs to come from his heart. So we are called to worship in all we do. We are called to worship God in all we do. We need to follow Jesus, follow his steps, 
and dedicate our works, our works for him and only him. Everything we do needs to be in Jesus' name, right? You go talk to a family for business. You say, before you get out of the car, you say, Lord, in your name, I will help this family. In Jesus' name, I will help. God, please give me the words so I can speak to them, so I can help them, right? At work, you do the same thing, right? Lord, please help me. Help me today. My job today is dedicated to you. I will make the best of my efforts to you in your name, right? I will help this family need, uh, Father, in Jesus' name. I will help them in, in your name, Lord. I'm learning about you. I want to please you, God. And we start dedicating this to, to God. Recognition is not an option. So let us follow Christ to glorify the Father. Let's listen to Jesus in our hearts. Amen? Let's look at this Bible verse real quick. In John 10, 25, 30. And look at what it says. If it's red, it's who talking? Jesus. Pastor Will said that, right? And it says this. Jesus replied, I have already what? told you and you don't believe me the proof is the work I do in what in my father's name the proof is the work I do is in whose name in my father's name he said but you don't believe me because you are what not my sheep in other words there's people that are not his children amen there's people that are not his children. You don't believe me because you're not my sheep. And then it says, my sheep what? Listen to who? To my voice. I know them and they follow me. So when we listen to Jesus, when we know Christ, when we know God, we begin to listen to his voice. Right? And we do what he does. We do what he wants us to do. And sometimes... That means that we need to go against our own understanding, our own reasoning. It says, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they what? Follow me. And they follow me. We do Christ-like things. Amen? People's, oh, God's children, God's sheep do Christ-like things. And then it says, it says, 28, I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me. And he is more powerful than anyone else. Right? And the brujos, the brujas. Right? All these uh, talismans and all these things. Right? The, the, the reiki and the crystals. And more powerful than that. And then it says, no one can snatch them from my father's hand. The father and I are one. The Father and I are one. So Jesus is saying, do it in what's name? In my name. In the Father's name. Right? When we pray, we say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So everything we do, we do it in his name. Let's dedicate our work. Let's dedicate our family to him. You agree? It's as simple as that. Dedicating our lives to him. What happens when we do God's way of goodness? This is the good news, right? God's way will restore a broken relationship. 
broken families, friendships. It brings order to the lives by character. It makes us honest and it builds us in integrity in our lives. Why? Because his way is, is humble, meek, selfless, patient, caring, loving, and much, much more. So when we think we need to protect ourselves from those people, in reality, we need to be humble. In reality, we need to show the fruit that comes from God. Amen? So there's a difference between being good with our understanding, and there's a difference between being good God's way. Amen? Everything we do should be under his name. To be good in his name is to be confident that he will provide, that he will rebuild, that he will heal, that he will cure, that he will overcome for us, that he will fix, that he will bless. Let's learn to listen to our Lord Jesus' voice through the word of God. Amen? Let us pray. Again, thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for new content every week. God bless.